This episode of Left of Field is brought to you by SpeedFit, the smarter workout combining personal training with EMS to give your muscles a deeper and more effective workout in a fraction of the time. It's Left of Field with Danny Kavanagh. Hello, Left of Field listeners. You're tuning in to episode 31 with me, Danny Kavanagh. And today I'm joined by motorsport driver, Jordan Love. Love left Perth at the age of 17 to join a motorsport team based in Melbourne before cracking the Porsche Pyramid in 2017. Since then, he has gone international, taking the European Championship by storm. He's had a really successful few years, both on and off the track, and we dive into all of them ahead of his next season over in Europe. I was lucky enough to grab a little bit of his time while I was in Perth lockdown, but he is an extremely resilient and passionate guy and no lockdown can stop his progression. I hope you enjoyed this episode and let's get straight into it. Jordan, welcome to the Left of Field podcast. How are you going today? Good. Thank you very much for having me. For all our listeners out there, you are Perth born and raised, and so currently you are experiencing lockdown. How is your lockdown going? Yeah, I am. I mean, lockdown's never, never great. I mean, I've done this is I think the third, third one for me now, as well as obviously hotel quarantine here and there. So I guess you can say I'm used to it, but I don't know how used to it you can get to it. It's not, it's not very fun, that's for sure. Add that to your resume, expert in how to handle a lockdown. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I go pretty crazy. <laughs> do you have a car stimulation kind of set up? Is that something that you can do in lockdown? Yeah, we've got I've got access to basically like a, a simulator, which we use a lot of the time throughout the season anyway, um, just for, for training purposes. So to have access to that during home quarantine is, is nice. I mean, you generally end up spending a fair bit more time on it <laughs> than you normally would, but obviously it is nice to to have that component for, for training and whatnot. How similar is that to being on the road? Obviously, it's, it is quite a lot different, but in terms of, I guess, like for motorsport, there's not really a lot you can do for training. You know, obviously, with a lot of other sports, it's, it's not hard to, to go to your local oval and kick a footy or swing a cricket bat, but for us, it's, it's a little bit more difficult. So it's really the closest we can get without doing the actual thing, if you get what I mean. Yeah, and with motorsport then, what is the other training that's involved? So fitness is obviously a big component to it. A lot of people don't really understand the fitness side of things. So, you know, our fitness regime is, you know, just as much as any AFL football player or or any other, I guess, top-level sport like that. You know, I'm training twice a day, pretty much every day of the week in in season and and off-season as well, almost. So... Yeah, it's one of those things that I guess a lot of people don't really understand because when you're in the car, you're, you know, it's 20, 30 degrees hotter than ambient temperature. So, you know, temperatures up to 50, 60 degrees in the car and in there for, you know, one to two hours. And obviously all the, the physical things that go along with that in terms of, you know, there's no driver aids like you get in your road car, everything's raw and, and up to you. So it does <laughs> does present its challenges. That's right. And that's so... Let's kind of jump back to the beginning. How did you get into motorsport? Where did your love for racing begin? My dad used to race, I guess, just for a bit of fun back in the day. So I kind of grew up with a love of cars and as a bit of a rev head and, you know, could name makes and models of cars before I could, you know, say the alphabet or anything like that. So 
I always grew up as for you know as a bit of a rev head, and I was actually given a go kart for for Christmas one year, which I think was just supposed to be a little bit of a hobby to start, but it soon turned uh, pretty serious pretty quick. I think. When did you start professional racing then with the go kart? Was it? Uh, yeah, so I began racing began racing karts when I was ten, and I jumped into a Formula open wheel car in Asia in, in 2015 when the year I was turning 16. Did you take to the sport pretty well at the beginning or did it take a while to kind of settle in? No, straight away I was, you know, I kind of knew that this is this is what I loved, this is kind of what I wanted to do. And yeah, I mean, I just didn't really think much of it at the start that I could make a career out of it. It was kind of just something that I loved doing and, you know, kind of something that I always put ahead of <laughs> everything else in my life so but it wasn't long after that that you know I kind of knew that it was a possibility to to chase it as a career and kind of just gone from there. You kind of started racing then quite young around 15 and international racing what was the level like at that stage? Yeah I guess that was you know one of the one of the top levels for for that age group I was competing against you know not only I was one of the youngest in the field so a lot of my competitors were a lot older than me and from from all over the world. So I competed in a championship called Formula BMW Asia, which was, as I said, my first year out of karting. And we had a lot of the European guys coming to compete against us, which is obviously, I guess, the, the capital of, of motorsport anywhere in the world. So, yeah, the, the competition was high and it was certainly, you know, certainly got pushed to, pushed to my limits, but it was, a, you know, a fairly good first year, to be honest. You did really well in that year. I mean, you won the championship. How did that feel at such a yeah. young age? Was that what hooked you? Yeah, I think so. I think that was more of just a you know a bit of an eye opener to to kind of realise that when you know when I put my head down and and focus on something that that's kind of something that I can I can do and you know if I keep keep chipping away this is potentially something that I I can make a career out of if I keep going you know so. That was probably the key point for me to go right. If you know, if we keep working away at this, this is a possibility, you know. And so, where did your journey with Porsche begin? My journey with Porsche began in 2017. I'd started what they call the the Porsche Pyramid, which is a a program for younger drivers to help progress through through the ranks. You know, with the with the goal of becoming a, a factory driver for a manufacturer in Europe in the World Endurance Championship. So I began in 2017 in Australia within a championship called GD3 Cup Challenge, which is, I guess, at the bottom of, of their pyramid and have progressed through since. And what has that journey been like? What is it like working with such a big car company? Yeah, it's, it's obviously really good. I mean, they, they run such a great program for, for young guys like myself. And we set off in 2017. We had a three-year program. We had a three-year goal, which was to win the first GD3 Cup Challenge Championship, and then obviously two years after that to try and win the Australian Carrera Cup Championship. So to get to the end of that and having achieved the goals that you've set out over a three-year period, it, it was pretty amazing and it was pretty special for me because you, three years is a long time when you're only just, you know, 17, 18 years of age, and to tick all those boxes through that was, was something really special for me. And so you've had a really good last few years. You've had, you know, the most victories on on track and hitting all those championship goals. What's been a highlight for you? Last year was a pretty big highlight for me, heading over to Europe. My first year competing full-time over in Europe, that was, you know, a a big goal of mine. So 
so that was that was something pretty special to me and you know growing up watching Formula One and all those tracks that they compete on and racing alongside them and, and being the race before F1, although it was extremely different last year with COVID and everything, that was definitely the highlight for me thus far, for sure. Obviously, each season you're, you know, jumping to different levels. How is it adapting? It is it is difficult at some stages. Last year was probably the biggest challenge for me. Obviously, all new tracks same car but a different team and then obviously with with Europe the language barrier comes into play so the team that I was with they're a Swiss team so the relationship that the driver has with his engineer and his team is such a big part of it you know it's it's definitely not just up to the driver it's just as much of a team sport as as football or anything like that so having that language barrier certainly brought in many challenges so yeah definitely last year just a whole different level was certainly a big challenge for me when you say language barriers they obviously have, you know, a bit of broken English. Is there ever been a, a time in the car where there's been a breakdown of communication? Yeah, you do occasionally. But part of, I guess a part of it is all to, to work together and, and try and come out, uh, you know, get over all that stuff as, as soon as possible. So kind of come up with a few solutions at the start of the year to make communication and everything a little bit easier. But yeah, you know, we, we got on really well and everything, you know, we managed to get around all those problems really well and nice and quickly, which I guess was you know, a credit to them and how we managed to make everything work. Your time in Australia saw you kind of become the youngest Australian Cup champion and get all these other titles. Is there a race that you look back on and it is one of your favourite? Yeah, probably. There's probably a few, but Bathurst is always a special track for any racing car driver anywhere around the world, especially in Australia. And, you know, for me in, 20, in 2019, the championship was... <laughs> fairly up and down I had a big accident mid-season and and broke my hand and you know I went to Bathurst which was the second last round of the championship and basically thinking that the championship was was well out of reach and I kind of just went there win Bathurst because everyone wants to win Bathurst and we managed to win win all three races and on the Sunday the race before the big race after I won that race we came out two points ahead of the championship with only one round to go so I reckon that race was you know the race for me that that turned around turned around my season and really helped me to get to where I wanted to go in terms of nailing that championship that year for sure. Yeah, you do reach very high speeds, and we know a lot of ac- accidents can happen on the track. What happened for you to break your hand that race? Basically, I was just an innocent bystander. I was a little bit further down the pack than than what we would have liked, and. I guess that's when that's when accidents can happen. I, there was a, a car behind me that just got pushed off the track a little bit and he was kind of just a passenger going along the the grass and I was in the middle of the corner and had no idea what was coming and sort of was a bit of hemping bowling I think with cars so that was definitely the biggest crash I've had thus far and hopefully touch wood one of the last ones but yeah that was a fairly big one. Do you ever get freaked out by the speeds that you travel and the turns you have to make the sharp turns? No not really I think it's just it's normal now you know there's certainly certain tracks and certain corners on certain tracks around the world that you you kind of look at and go this is crazy but sort of when you're in the car and and you're doing it it's just it's just normal (laughs) and so you made the move to Europe last season how was motorsport racing affected by the pandemic or how was your season affected our season to be honest compared to a lot of other people wasn't affected as much because we were running alongside Formula One 
they obviously pushed fairly hard for, for them to go back. Obviously, the, the restrictions were huge. We were COVID tested twice a week, basically across a, a 14, 15 week period. And obviously in, in basically full quarantine bubbles. So it certainly presented challenges for, for us traveling around Europe. But obviously we had all the, the papers and, and exemptions that we needed. But because it, they put the calendar basically weekend to weekend. So usually a normal race weekend calendar or race year calendar will be one weekend, maybe two weeks off or three weeks off and then to the next one. But last season was basically what they call back-to-back, so weekend after weekend of racing, which presents a, you know, quite a big challenge for not us but for the teams to get the cars ready and prepped you know, basically week on week. So that was probably the biggest thing that affected us and just getting used to that whole format of going from race weekend to race weekend. Is that exhausting for a driver? Uh, yeah, it is. You know, I guess you, know, you, you get to Monday, Tuesday, and you're fairly run down from the weekend, but got to kind of keep pressing on and and pre- prepare for the weekend that follows. So it's really the, wor- the work that goes into before and after each event is really where everything got really crammed. The work that you do on the weekend is really just a result of the work that goes in before and, and after. So, yeah, no, it def- definitely was fairly exhausting. Where would you like to end up? My end goal is the World Endurance Championship in Europe. So basically your big endurance races that you see around the world, your Le Mans 24-hour, Spa 24-hour, all those really big endurance races with the GD3 and the LMP cars that you see all the manufacturers in. So you've got everything from Porsches to Ferrari, Lamborghini, Audi. That's my end goal. And what car would you like to drive? Don't know. That's a good question, really. Whoever wants to offer me a... (laughs) Offer me a seat doesn't really bother me. <laughs> That's a very smart answer. Keep all your options open. <laughs> yeah, always all the options are open. <laughs> Can't be too picky at this stage. The Speed Fit is a 20-minute deeply effective workout. Now, it's based on EMS training, electric muscle stimulation. And this is where it mimics the natural action of your central nervous system, sending electric impulses that contract your muscles. Now, each workout is tailored to the individual needs. And you can vary it accordingly. If you're elderly or injured or you just want to build up a certain area, this is exercise that you need. Now, they're not like ordinary gyms. You have private lessons, you wear really strange clothes, but honestly, you feel amazing afterwards. And today, SpeedFit are offering all my left of field listeners 10% off your trial. All you have to do is use the code left of field. Check the show notes for further details, but I really recommend it. I went and oh my God, who knew that doing a simple squat could be so hard? Coming from Perth, you've had, you know, probably through your childhood, someone like Daniel Ricciardo to look up to and that. Is it been difficult coming from all the way over here and traveling to Europe? Yeah, definitely. You know, being uh, being from Perth is, it, it's not easy. I mean, motorsport, to be honest, doesn't really exist here. So even when, uh, you know, when I really wanted to chase this down, the first thing I was I had to do was move over to the East Coast. So as soon as I started in 2017, I was straight off to live in Melbourne. And um, and then obviously after that, the first thing you got to do is, is try and get to Europe. So Europe is really where, where motorsport is everything. So coming from Perth, it's, you know, yeah, it does obviously present its its challenges, but kind of managed to over overcome those. So, but it's always nice to come home. Perth will always be home, I think. 
Is there a market for motorsport in Perth? Do you think there's more that can be done? Do we have the interest in that to grow the sport here? Um, definitely over the last few years I've seen I've seen things getting a lot a lot better. You know, there's a lot more people around Perth now that are taking a lot more interest into I guess their street cars and some really nice cars going around and a lot of people that, that want to be involved and you know, they're taking their cars up to Wanneroo and uh, to learn about that side of things. So I definitely think it's getting bigger. But in terms of motorsport, you know, we've really only got one one racetrack in Perth and, you know, there's no race teams based here or anything like that. So until till Perth really became, you know, a home for, for motorsport where we had more racetracks or anything like that, which I don't believe is going to happen because it's too far from every other state. But there are definitely things that are that are becoming more apparent in Perth with definitely a, a lot more people taking a little bit more interest into it. What is your strength on the track? What kind of driver are you and what do you what do you think that you do really well because you've been so successful? I don't know. It's a it's a tricky one. There's I don't know, a few people think that I'm fairly aggressive, <laughs> which I don't know if I agree with or not because I'm quite laid back in and chilled really when it comes to before and after and and everything like that. But yeah, look, it's it's a tricky one for me. I don't really I don't really know to be honest. <laughs> I've got some time to spend at home and think about it now with this lockdown. Exactly. Now looking to the next season, have you heard what's going to happen? Where is it gonna be, you know, kind of run out of where where will you be racing? So it's basically the last Last couple of months, I've been busy getting everything sorted for this year. Everything is looking positive in terms of how it's all going to go ahead with with COVID and everything like that. So, basically, at this stage, I head back to Europe end of end of February. But in terms of what I will be driving, is still still in the pipeline of getting confirmed. So, I'm hoping by the end of this week that will all be locked away and I can announce what I'm doing and everything like that, which will be exciting. So does that mean there's potential of you not driving with Porsche? I don't know, potentially. <laughs> oh, you're in negotiations. Get the big bucks. Get the big bucks. So, yeah, no, it's, 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 there's some exciting things um, happening for this year. So um, hopefully COVID doesn't play much of a part again. So just kind of getting ready to, to pack up and leave again, which is obviously exciting. Now that you've had some time, probably a lot more time, off the track and to focus on things maybe other than racing. Who is Jordan Love away from the track, away from the cars? What other interests? I'm a very sort of, I guess, outgoing. I can't just sit at home and, and do nothing. I love, you know, Perth is, is always home for me. And obviously I don't spend a, a lot of time here. So when I come home, I, you know, love catching up with the people I grew up with and, you know, all my closest mates and get out, go fishing or whether we're going to the beach or just enjoying, I guess, that Perth, Perth life. Such an incredible place. And after spending so much time, not only in Melbourne, but I guess overseas, you realise just how good Perth is and I just enjoy being home. Really. <laughs> I like to ask all my guests when they come on the show, what is a yeah. motto you like to live life by? Because you have had some injuries and some tough seasons. I bet going over hasn't been easy. But what's some words that kind of help you to keep you motivated? I don't know, really. I kind of just get in and get it done. I don't know. I just, yeah, I'm just, I've got my goals and this is something that I've wanted to do for, for a very, very long time. And I'm very lucky that I've been given the opportunities that I have. So just grab them with both hands and try and make the most out of, out of everything, really. Very nice. Very practical. 
And so I do have an, a question for you. Because you love cars so much and you've got to driven, you know, drive such amazing cars around the world, what do you drive personally then at home? Have you I invested in have, a good car or? I actually don't have one. I don't spend enough time here to make it worth that investment. So I just, yeah, I just borrow cars. <laughs> so you don't own your own car? I, no, no. Because obviously when, you know, if you're only home for, usually I'm only home for, for December and, and a bit of January. So it's probably not a smart idea investing in something that I'm only going to use for, for two months of the year, I think. <laughs> That's fair enough. What car would you like then? Do you have a dream car out there? I don't know. I mean, I'm a bit of an Aussie revhead, so I would have liked to have got my hands on, on a HSV Holden before they've all stopped production. But I'm sure, as you've seen over the last last few weeks, they're... um. They're kind of skyrocketing in price. So, um, but yeah, one of those probably is um, something I'd like to have eventually because I'm a bit of a Aussie rev head, I think, deep down. And keeping <laughs> low miles on that one will probably make yeah, it hold yeah. its value even more. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's one car that you don't, you only want to drive for two months of the year. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and chat to me today. I really enjoyed getting to hear about your career so far and good luck. Obviously for us in Perth, is there any way that we could watch your next season or keep up to date with how you're going? Yeah, definitely. No, thanks for having me to start with. In terms of keeping up to date, obviously my Facebook page, Instagram, everything like that, I always generally keep everyone up to up to date. In terms of what I'm doing this year, everything's generally broadcasted on Boxtel here in Australia, but it kind of changes every year. But yeah, for sure, through my Facebook page, Instagram, that's probably the two easiest things to, to keep up to date with. Great. Well, we will definitely follow along there. But uh, good luck getting through lockdown and hopefully you can get back on the track soon. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks again, Jordan, for giving up your time. And thank you, Left of Field listeners, for tuning in to another episode. I hope you enjoyed that chat. So please go back, like, subscribe if you're in Perth. I hope you have gone through lockdown and maybe even listen to a few of my podcasts to uh, entertain you. If you've missed any of my episodes, they're all there. Like, subscribe and keep up to date with all the Left of Field news. I will be back again in your ears next week, so don't go too far. Goodbye.